Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey, and today we're talking week 11 in the NFL. We are really getting down there, almost the playoff time. So we're going to go over, we're going to go over half of the games today, and then we're going to go over the next games that we didn't go over for tomorrow's episode so you can get a game by game here and we're going to start it off uh get right into this thing with browns eagles right off the bat browns get the 22 17 win browns are actually seven and three now on the year so they're playing pretty well and this one though fantasy wise let's say not much for baker mayfield only 204 no touchdowns you know just not not much going there for really the passing game in general there just wasn't much there but the running game is what you rely on. And normally, I mean, we saw last week, Chubb and Hunt both did great. This week, it was, I mean, it's the carries did go more towards Chubb. Hunt did get in double digits. Chubb went 20, carries 114 yards, no touchdowns. Hunt turned his 13 only into 11 yards, but hey, he got the touchdown, right? So he saved it that way. Wasn't great, but he saved it with that touchdown. And um, I, I don't know what to make of that. I think he still got enough carries. It just didn't turn into much, which I don't think we... I don't honestly think you worry too much about it. I think he's still going to get the same opportunity next week. I mean, Chubb, Chubb had what, a 54-yard run that really boosted his numbers too. So other than that, he was, it would have been like 19 for 60. It's not like he was setting the world on fire except for one run. So eh, I wouldn't be too worried if I was a Hunt owner. I'd still throw him in the lineup next week. Yeah, I, I trust the talent. And the way that the team is moving, I mean, you said it. Baker Mayfield is a non-factor at the moment. And the – the wide receivers as well. I mean, you know, Jarvis Landry, when OBJ went down, you would assume that he would get an uptick. It does not happen like that. I mean, Hodge and Higgins were their top two leading receivers and they only had three catches. There was no touchdowns to go around. So knowing that their offense has to go through Chubb and Hunt. And even though he had a bad game, being able to get into the, the red zone and score, does save his his day i think that if this is the worst case scenario you're looking at you know you're looking at a pretty safe bet so i like chubb and hunt moving forward that is the way that they have to win defense and running the ball so i'm not worried with one you know quote unquote down week then uh eagle side they go to three six and one they're not very good but they still have a chance that they're still first place in the nfc east <laughs> so they, they got that going for them uh went through two touchdowns two picks 235 yards one of those touchdowns went to dallas goddard so Goddard had a five for 77 and a touchdown. Good, good game there for him. Finally. Um, yeah, nice to see. That is, that's really nice to see, especially after hyping him for so long right. coming off the, the injured reserve. It'll be interesting moving forward. How do you look at it? Because now you're hearing rumblings about Zach Ertz possibly being back in, in a week or two. Mm-hmm. We'll find out. It's not for sure. Um, my my inkling is still saying, you know, as far as the the fantasy season goes, I still like Dallas Goddard moving forward until the end. Do you believe that would change when Zach Ertz comes back, or are you still feeling Dallas Goddard? It'd be, probably be close. I'd be honest. I don't know if I love anybody in this passing offense anymore, which is – I thought it was going to be better than this, but I, I think I'd still lean Goddard. I, I think I'd still lean Goddard. I mean, Ertz wasn't looking any good before he left. Before he got hurt there, so uh, yeah, I thought Dallas Goddard looked better anyway. Yeah, and and yeah. once again, they need plenty of help. I don't think that Earth going in will take away from Goddard. I think mm-hmm. they'll finally get their one-two back. So I'm I'm still very much on the Dallas Goddard train, even if Earth comes back earlier than we thought. And that's kind of the point I wanted to make. 
Miles Sanders, kind of interesting, 16 carries for 66 yards. He had, what, three catches for 15. He has the ability to be a big play threat, to be very good. What is your look moving into the playoffs? Are you still – are you hesitant now to to play him a little more because of how poor that the Eagles have been playing? Or do you still feel relatively safe marching him out there as like, a, you know, an RB2? I feel fine with it. Um, he's going to bust one and get a touchdown or two, and he's really – he's the main guy there. He just he, – he, Austin Scott's not going to take away from his workload. So I feel good just at the fact that he's going to get the volume. So I'm, I'm comfortable with it. I, yeah, I just don't love the offense. That That is what worries me, but I'm, I think I'm good with it. All right, how about Saints, Falcons, Saints win 24 to nine with Taysom Hill leading the way there. So Taysom Hill threw for 233 yards off 18 to 23, didn't throw any, but he ran two of them in. So if you are on ESPN and you got to play Taysom Hill at tight end, I mean, you are, you absolutely love life right now. It is a, an insane cheat code to have. We'll see if they get rid of that cheat code next week. There is already, I did see a tweet from um, Field Yates, I believe, that said they're going to reassess it after this week. So well, what the, what will that mean? I don't know. What will it mean if you, if you have them currently in your lineup at tight end? Will they automatically kick them out? I don't know how that works. It's a lot of moving parts there, but um, if you get to keep them at tight end, yeah, you're feeling pretty good right now if, that, if that's the case. Even at quarterback, though, if he's going to run in for touchdowns, he's interesting as an actual quarterback play if um, if your league doesn't allow you to play him at tight end. Yeah, he's not bad. I mean, they they definitely had the kids' gloves on with him as, as far as he threw the ball, right? I mean, he was 18 for 23 for 233 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. But that is good enough to, to win. And even though I feel like the Saints have not been themselves this year, they're 8-2. And, <laughs> and, like, right, you I look know. at that and you're like, how is that possible? Drew Brees hasn't really been Drew Brees. Like, that Michael Thomas has been hurt or suspended for the entire year pretty much. How in the world are they doing this? Yeah. And I think it's because they're, you know, relying on just good, solid football as far as, like, defense and not turning the ball over. Taysom Hill has proved today that he's not going to turn the ball over. And if you have that dual threat, you know, I think that this type of performance, and we'll find out for sure, but I do feel like this would say, hey, he's sticking in the lineup. They're not going to move to Jameis or anything. No, they won't be. win with the guy. Yeah, and so he actually – I was surprised at this one. Uh, Michael Thomas got 9 of 104 with uh, Taysom Hill. I don't know. I just didn't expect much, but it worked out pretty well for Michael Thomas finally there. Um, the one interesting part was Alvin Kamara didn't have a single catch. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see if that's a if that's a thing with Taysom Hill. I don't know. Uh, it's only one week. I'm not going to read too much into it. It's just a little interesting note there, I think. And then um, he did have 13 of 45 Kamara did on the ground for a touchdown. Murray was 12 of 49. So they basically split the workload there at running back. But Kamara usually gets all the catches, and that just didn't happen this week. Here's a question. And and once again, like you said, Latavius Murray was – and he did catch a couple of passes that amped him up. Are you afraid of Kamara's value if Taysom Hill is going to be the, the quarterback for the next couple of weeks, right? And back in the day when Lamar was doing so well, we thought, mm-hmm. well, the type of offense they ran – it definitely benefited people like Ingram and, and whoever else was there a year ago. Um, but this year, definitely not the same. And I think this one's more akin to say a Buffalo or a, you know, possibly new England style that when the, when the quarterback runs a lot, 
it feels like it takes away from the running backs opportunities. Do you think that is going to happen here with he's not quite as the passer. He hasn't proved himself at least, and he's going to run the ball a lot more. Is that going to eat into Kamara's value? It might. Honestly, I, I need to see the, I need to see one more week of it, but that zero catch thing really worried me. If Alvin Kamara is not getting catches, he can, he can make by with 12 carries. That's a, that's how, that can be fine, but he needs to get seven or eight catches along with that. And if this is a sign of things to come, yeah, I'm actually a little worried with Taysom Hill there. I really, I really might be. Um, I don't think his running is going to change much, but it's the passing. It's that receiving. Yeah. And, and especially if you're in a PPR league and even yeah. this one, the touchdown saved his day, but he, did. he didn't, yeah. you know, there wasn't a whole lot going on. 45 yards. Isn't going to get the job done when you go into yeah. the playoffs. Uh, right. For Atlanta, just a very poor game for Atlanta, Matt Ryan, 232 yards, no touchdowns, two picks. Um, no touchdowns at all for Atlanta on the day. No, if you had anyone, Kelvin Ridley is the only yeah. one because he had 90 yeah. yards, but he's the only one. Uh, Todd Gurley completely missed the boat. He was very touchdown dependent, which we had talked about. He didn't obviously didn't get in the red zone, so it doesn't matter. Julio Jones, two for 39. Um, and then, like you said, Matt Ryan, very um, – I mean, this is just an unorthodox game for him. I mean, he was, yeah, he was bad. It's bad. It's oh. bad. Not, not good, but all right. How about Washington, Cincinnati? Washington wins 20 to nine. Um, bad news from this one. Joe Burrow looks like he tore his ACL. So that's disappointing to see. I don't think that uh, that does not fare well for Cincinnati going forward for the rest of this year. Um, I would not be looking to play any of these guys, even on this one. So Ryan Finley comes in and he's just not good. So, well, I was going to say yeah. it definitely, if you weren't, I mean, you're already trying to play defenses that are going to go against Cincinnati, but this one yeah. definitely amps that up, right? I mean, you're not oh, going to sure. I mean, this has got to be a golden pick all of a sudden. Yes, it does. I mean, this is going to be ugly. Mixon's on IR now. He has at least two more weeks before he can come back. Um, this, they, have, they have good receivers, but these receivers aren't going to be able to do much of all, anything with Ryan Finley. So, I mean, Boyd had a good day at 9 for 85. AJ Green caught himself a touchdown, but this is going to be ugly. I'm, I would say avoid all Bengals at this point. Yeah, it, it, I think it does absolutely kill anyone that had a hint of, of like, oh, I could play him. Like, I was – T Higgins, he really was playable this yep. year. I think that completely takes him off the board. Uh, Tyler Boyd, I would I would say the same. He's probably he might actually be the safest one because I feel like he's more of a possession guy. Yep. And who knows, maybe they go to AJ, AJ Green now a little more. But if this is any indication, a touchdown saved him, but still four for forty one. I can't imagine salvaging anything from this roster right now. No, I'm no. How about for Washington, Alex Smith, uh, 166 touchdown and a pick. Didn't have to do a lot, but Antonio Gibson looked pretty decent. 16 carries, 94 yards, and a touchdown. He's, you know, I think he's a pretty good back. When he gets the work here, he, he does pretty well. So it was good to see that. McKissick is involved yet. Six carries, 43 yards. He, McKissick caught three for 26 as well. Terry McLaurin, five for 84. He's obviously the main pass catcher there, but they didn't really have to throw the ball too much. So they just, they just get the win, didn't have to do too much, and Antonio Gibson got to run the ball a bit. So. Solid win for them. How about the Panthers, uh, Detroit, Detroit, Detroit loses this one 20 to nothing. <laughs> My God, dude. Yeah. I just, can't we just have one like silver lining for the year? You think that maybe this would be the matchup swift. All of a sudden he's out and then we play a team that should not be that good. And they smoke us. <laughs> just, and it's not they, like they played that well with a team without their starting quarterback too. 
Yeah, PJ Walker tore us up. It's um, PJ Walker. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna skip the Lions because this is per- this is why I talk about them today. Honestly, there's just nothing to take from this. There just isn't. No Swift, no Galladay. Who cares, right? It's I get I yeah, get that, was, but you still shouldn't no just put them nothing. Um, yeah, it's terrible. Uh, for the for the Panthers with PJ Walker, he he threw for 258 yards and touchdown. He did throw two picks. Lions just didn't take advantage. DJ Moore had a nice seven for 127. Um, Curtis Samuel was eight for 70 and a touchdown. He was really solid there too. And Mike Davis got a touchdown on the ground with 64 yards. So uh, Panthers get it done. Just, um, man, Lions, I mean, oh, it's kind of um, uh, ugly there. And <laughs> it's a bad day. For, it was a bad weekend for me to be a, like a sports fan in Michigan for football being Oh, you the, guys the, got the win. Yeah, we got a third three overtime win against Rutgers. Michigan beat, barely beat Rutgers. The, U of M is always the powerhouse. <laughs> they barely beat Rutgers. Oh, it took a lot to beat Rutgers. Jeez. All right. Man. <laughs> yeah, back to the pros. <laughs> yeah, my earlier today, it was funny. Earlier today, my wife asked me, is where the Lions game is getting done? She's like, why do the Lions always suck? She knows nothing about football. She's like, can't they just get – can't they just get new players or something? Like, what's wrong? <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah. yeah what, what I, don't do you, know. I don't know. It's it's just the life of a Lions fan. Um, it's pretty poor. I, I never thought, I would never would have thought the early 90s when I was just a young kid that that was going to be the, the prime of Detroit Lions football for me. It wasn't even that good. Yeah, I never <laughs> thought that, <laughs> that Scott Mitchell was going to be the greatest quarterback I've ever seen play for the Lions. Oh, that's oh, not God. good. Uh, how about all right? How about Steelers? Jacksonville Steelers win twenty-seven to three to go ten and zero. This is a this is like a quiet ten and zero to me. It's very weird. quiet. I, I was about to ask. Yeah. I, I feel like every once in a while we'll mention it, being like, are, yeah. they, are they still undefeated? Do you actually? I mean, so they're ten and zero. So you have to start asking yeah. that question, even though you don't want to jinx it. Is there an opportunity? Like, is it possible for them to go undefeated? I I, I guess I I mean I guess there is. And on top of that, are they are they truly a Super Bowl contender? Because I feel oh, yeah. like a lot this, of people were saying, "Oh yeah, they'll make the playoffs." You know, it was like Kansas City. They're not, they're not yeah. real. It was Kansas City, Baltimore were the teams, but no, this defense I think is that good. And the offense is, I mean, it really, it's a great defense with a very with a very solid offense. And I mean, it's all around good. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger is playing well for the most part. You know, two sixty-seven, two touchdowns a pick, but he has receivers to throw the ball to. You know, Deontay Johnson was the guy who led this one, 12 for 111. Uh, Clay, Chase Claypool caught one of the touchdowns. So did Eric Ebron caught one of the touchdowns on my team this week. Good old Ebron. I love you. You're you're a great benefit. I, lo- I always always thought of highly of you. I feel like after last year, you shouldn't even be allowed to have him on your team. Like, <laughs> you should just – we'll have to have some sort of thing where it just doesn't allow you to draft right? him. Uh, James Conner was 13 carries, 89 yards. So solid there. But the touchdown goes to Benny Snell, which um, – James Conner owners were not excited to see that one, but um, you know, just all around solid. This team's just a good team. They, I think they, they picked off uh, Jacksonville four times in this one. So just a good defense um, for Jacksonville. Really not much here. I mean, even though it, but the, the great, I guess the thing about, so James Robinson in a game, this terrible still got himself 94 total yards. So, you know what, as bad as this was three points for Jacksonville, Robinson in standard scoring gets you 9.4. And you're like, okay, I'll deal with that. I'm no, that's fine. No, it's the craziest part too. It's like you look at, a, we look at a lot of box scores and just going through all the ones that yeah. we've already looked at. And in even Pittsburgh is a great example. And this is pretty yeah. ordinary. 
you have five different guys in the box score that had rushed at least one time. All right. Yeah, yeah. Ordinary. And we always talk yeah. about like James Robinson is so special because he's the yeah. only one that gets, he's the only one in the box score. No yes. one else tried to attempted to rush, not even the quarterback. Oh, <laughs> like, it's all, what is it's, that? It's all, it's all James Robinson. And they're losing that much. And I get, and they got picked off, right. Yep. Four different times. So you're kind of like, Oh, maybe we'll th- throw in a trick play or something. No, he's the only one. And he had 17 rushes in mm-hmm. a game where you're behind the entire time. I mean, he's, it, he's very like, safe. He has a very, his ceiling is high or his floor is very high. It's a very yeah. high floor. It's, it's just, um, you feel just solid about his, he's going to get you something even in a terrible game. So, yeah. but Jacksonville's bad. <laughs> they need, a, yeah. <laughs> can you imagine this team? It's hard to believe this team was almost, they were on the verge of the Super Bowl just a couple of years ago. It was so close. I mean, they were winning what in the second half against the Patriots. Just well, I mean, that's what happens. I mean, ago. look at all the people they released. I mean, you know, Jalen Ramsey and uh, I'm forgetting his name, but um, uh, uh, the DT that is very, very good. Clayce Campbell. He was yes, on that team you. that year. Yes, yeah. Campbell. Um, you lost yeah. a lot of defensive pieces. And then yeah. on top of that, this will be the question mark. I mean, more than likely, they'll probably use it on one of those high profile QBs. Probably, but, you know, yeah. is Minshew mania coming to an end? Because oh, yeah. Of all this? Oh, yeah. They're going to go Trevor Lawrence if they have the chance. It's exactly. basically, you know. Yeah, if they get the opportunity, they'll go for him. So, all right, how about final one we'll talk about tonight? Uh, we've got Tennessee beats Baltimore 30-24. to 24. Tennessee 7-3. Baltimore is actually only 6-4 and four now. So I know we talked about that before, how it wasn't really happening too much for fantasy, but, hey, they were winning games, right? So that's all that mattered. But, hey, they're 6-4 and four now. So um, Yeah, two losses in a row. And it, Tennessee is a good team, so don't get me wrong. Yep. And, and I had mentioned this, and it did not – I mean, I'll say this. It looked like they were trying to do it a little more because Lamar Jackson had 13 rushing attempts. He did turn it into 51 yards, which you're always hoping for more, but it did look like all of a sudden they're trying to give him the opportunity to make plays a little more. Uh, Tennessee is a good team. Uh, the next couple games, I do expect big things out of Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. I'm still on that. I know he only had, what, like 18 in standard this yep. week, but I think that he is going to be – uh, a home run hitter the next few well, weeks. I'm hoping. We him. I'm hoping this is the floor. Then again, this is what we originally thought was going to be the floor with Jackson at these kind of games. Gets 50 yards, only a touchdown there. I think this is the floor of where he's going to be. Tennessee's good, so yeah. Um, I think I think better things are coming. The the other question I do have for you, and I want your uh, opinion, is pretty much it was a carousel, right? You have three running backs when they were healthy, all of them kind of got the same amount, you know, Gus Edwards was a little more of the goal line, whatever it may be. Uh, Look, Lamar got 13, JK Dobbins got 15 carries, turned it into 70 yards and a touchdown. Gus Edwards and Mark Ingram only got three and two carries respectively. Mm -hmm. Is this the turnover to JK Dobbins saying that he's the superior talent, or do you think this was just the game flow? Honestly, it could be that turnover. It could be the change into the guard here, just like the Lions kind of were doing it with Swift last week before now Swift was hurt this week. I think Baltimore might be doing it with Dobbins. If that's the case and they get Lamar more running the ball again and doing that whole thing, I think this opens up Dobbins. And I think I Dobbins could really do something here down the stretch as well. I agree. It's I'm not sure if I'm willing to put a game on the line, like put him into my yeah. lineup right now. But I am I'm very close. I am it's one close, game away yeah. to saying, hey, if he gets another 15 carries, um Dobbins yeah, oh, will yeah, probably sure. be going in. For sure. I'm I think it's it could be trending towards that. 
Uh, Mark Andrews got himself a nice touchdown today. So finally a good game from him there, five and 96. And Des Bryant second on the team in receptions with four. So yeah, good I to mean, see him get a chance. That is, that is awesome. I mean, it really is cool. I wasn't sure if we're yeah. ever going to see the great Des Bryant again. Uh, That's all, yeah, it's pretty four cool. for 28, I don't even care. Just You're on the field again. You caught a few balls. Good for him. Over on the Titans side, Tannehill, 259, two touchdowns through a pick. Um, Henry, solid, 28 carries, 133 yards, got that touchdown to end the game. And then uh, receiving-wise, it's Corey Davis. He shows back up today. Always five for playing with us. Always playing with us. I don't know how to play this guy. Like, what do you do? I mean, he had that he, zero. He, yeah, he makes it difficult. I think he – I mean, he definitely has talent. He's, he's definitely <sighs> – he has chances to do this. It's just, it's really, really hard to play him because you just don't know if this is going to happen every time. Uh, but AJ Brown's the one who got the touchdown uh, four for 62. And then uh, Jonah Smith got one as well. Um, and that Corey Davis thing is just, I don't know what to do with him. I, I have a hard time playing him because I, I can't trust it, but give, hey, maybe, you know, give me another week of this and maybe I'll believe you again. <laughs> and then he'll go to get me, give me nothing. Right. So, right. And I'm, I'm really blown away at, the ability of AJ Brown or Tennessee, the way they scheme it, is how consistently, how, how many touchdowns this guy catches. I mean, right. oh, it yeah, looked like yeah. he wasn't going to do anything for the first, like for the first half of the game, and he still manages to get in. I mean, what? How many? How many touchdowns does he have so far? He doesn't. What does he have? Seven in the last <laughs> eight games. I mean, it's pretty. It's not incredible. bad at all. It's not bad at all. Yeah, and he um. Just get such chance. Yeah. Solid, solid day for Tennessee. They've been good. Derrick Henry just keeps getting it done. He has a good schedule coming up. So, yeah, it's going to be pretty good for the Titans, I think. All right. I think that's going to do it, though, for the part one of the recap. We'll be back tomorrow. We're going to get through the rest of the games around the league. Talk to you guys then. Eh?